0: Welcome to the Everyday Mindfulness Show, where we educate and inspire people to live fuller lives through mindful practices. Let's get started with your host, New York Times contributor, leadership advisor, sought after keynote speaker, the author of the A to Z Guide to Stress-Free Leadership, she's smart, strong, sassy, and a trendsetter in the field of mindful leadership, your host, Holly Duckworth.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Everyday Mindfulness Show. My name is Holly Duckworth, and I am so excited today to bring you a multi-talented musician as a part of our featured Mindful Music series, um, engaging speaker, and the senior minister of the world's largest Unity Church, my friend Michael Gott out of Houston. Here we are today talking about mindful music Michael and one of my, my favorite songs is of course amazing things you will do amazing things We've had the opportunity to talk several times met on a cruise and here we are today I wanted to give our, our listeners the opportunity to hear your perspective on what is mindfulness Is that a word you use you don't use and how does that come across in the work that you do?
2: Well hi Holly thank you so much um Couple things I don't think that we are the largest unity church we're one of the the largest but I don't just don't want to offend any of my other spiritual leaders out there <laughs> who have more people attending their community um, it is a word I use um, a lot i I think that it perfectly um, captures this you know we are so easily distracted you know from from what's real from what's present in our lives and and I think that um, mindfulness is a beautiful concept and practice that we can, you know, we can just bring ourselves present to what's here. And that, so as applied to music, any music that I think allows us to, and really almost all music does this. It just, it, it, it resonates with us. There's something in us that comes alive. The thing that's alive in us is, you know, is brought to life sometimes, or at least brought into a, um, yeah, resonance with music. It's it's and that feeling that music inspires gets our attention and we become mindful. You know?
1: So a lot of the listeners, when I get to meet them face to face, they say, Oh, Holly, mindfulness is easy for you. You just spend all this time on a meditation pillow. And you know, we we just talked about your bio. You're you're running a church, you're doing your music, you're doing your speaking, and you know, have life and travel and writing. How does mindfulness fit into your everyday life? This isn't just something that that just magically happened. You've had a had a lot of life paths and careers. Talk to us a sure. little bit about your evolution into this spiritual lifestyle.
2: Well, thank you. It's a great question. Um, well, I do practice. I mean, I have a, a med- daily meditation practice, and that's um, just necessary for me. I also am on the uh, uh, decades-long recovery path from. Um, alcohol addiction and I always say that nothing has changed my life um, more than a practice of meditation except for getting sober 20 years ago that 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 was pretty impactful so I I do practice um, I have yeah I have a spiritual practice of mindfulness that really helps I think what I what I've really come to understand is if we can just be aware and awake and engaged. life is so supportive and inviting and that's that's really been my journey i but I spent so much of my life in opposition uh, to my own life and to the the kind of flow and energy there's a James Taylor lyric somebody he sent me recently, not from one of the hits one of his later song, but the lyric was "There's a river beneath our feet flowing home and I love that idea that there are there's a natural current of energy in life, and if we can get ourselves if we can stop, stop the distracting, stop the self destruction, and just be with what is, we will be guided where we need to be. And that has been my entire career path. If I had a career plan, it was just walk through open doors. That's all I've ever done. I was mining my own business, singing in a piano bar, a gay piano bar in Dallas, Texas, in the early '90s, and somebody comes in and invites me to sing at their church. And I was like, you know, what kind of a church sends their minister to go, you know, find musicians in a bar. It was like, maybe this is my church. And it was, you know, and I, but it, I, it was an open door. It felt right. They paid me 75 bucks. I went and I, that's when I first, you know, came in, um, in connection with uh, the spiritual teachings of new thought. It was a science of mind community there, but that was the teaching along with the 12, Steps that completely changed and rearranged my whole concept of life.
1: So the the rearranging of life process often puts us where we might be looking at the closed door and not the open door, and that's where the practice comes in. What's one technique you use in your practice when you get off the practice that you know we have to forgive ourselves? You know, oh gosh, I missed my meditation on Tuesday, or oh, I did this or that, and because you've blend so well the the spiritual practice and the 12-step practice there there's a grace in when we get off what do you do when you get off to get back on the path
2: well maybe a couple of different answers a real like practical and um, if i if i've been away from my practice or I'm, I'm having a hard time being still um i like to use some sort of a i need help <laughs> and there. There are a couple of guided um, audio things that I use. There's one, a great one by Wayne Dyer. Um, I I think it's probably out of print now, but it was a book, maybe in the '90s, early 2000s, called "Getting in the Gap" that had a, a CD that came with it. And you can I I don't want to take any money away from his um, legacy. If there are, if there still be purchased, that's where your listeners should go get it. But if not, you can find it on YouTube. Um, but it's a uh, Wayne guides through guys, the listener through a a Japa meditation. So I have some, somebody telling me what to do and then I have something to do. That's a real practical way that I get back on the, in the saddle of, of practice. I, um, and then I, my preference is just to do a pretty Zen just breath meditation, just sitting in the silence. But if I can't do that, I need, I need someone to help me. Um, I think the other thing I would say in a more of a general way is that, um, you know, I can't go backwards and fix the things that I missed, and I something in my psyche still tells me I should. So, if I haven't meditated for a few days, I feel like I can't just start fresh today. I need to go back and meditate for the days I missed, and I and I can't. And what, so, really, the the answer to that is self forgiveness, letting self myself off the hook, allowing myself to be human, and and just meditate today as though i did meditate yesterday you know just let let it be okay just start now and go forward instead of um i don't know if it's my um evangelical christian upbringing i don't know what it is but I, I tend to to heap um blame and punishment on myself you know for um for not being mindful when i i think it's just silly that i do that but i still find myself doing it all these years later
1: well, it's been interesting doing these interviews with, with people from every walk of life and being able to, to cut through the veil of the Facebook life into the real life that we are all on some level doing that. And uh, I love that you bring in Wayne Dyer's work and, you know, and that uh, one of the things we wanted to feature this month in September is mindfulness in music that if people are new to a mindfulness practice or starting to look at ways they can integrate these practices music can often be a gateway or one of those open doors you talked about to bring people into their own heart center and space so i'm curious how does mindfulness support you in the music that you write and then certainly the music that you share with the world
2: yeah well i have written um a lot of music for the 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 new thought or just, you know, sort of alternative spiritual world. And, um, I would say that all of those songs and I'm a a vocalist primarily and then a keyboard player and a songwriter, um, the, the majority of those are, there's a, like a nugget of a spiritual idea that has sort of connected with me. And then a song comes forward that some, some type of expression of being in that heart space that you mentioned and and expressing something that feels, um, you know, individual, but I believe to be universal. I did have a different experience though, um, your, your listeners might be interested in this. I, I was doing a, uh, an album, I was in the studio, um, this was maybe 10, 12 years ago, and the, it, the album was called Come Together, it's not the Beatles cover, but my own song that I co-wrote with Lady Bernstein, that, and these were all songs that I had written for my spiritual community at the time in Dallas, Texas. And so I had worked pretty quickly, I do work pretty quickly in the studio, and I, but I had done a block out um, the whole day in the studio and I had some instrumentalists coming in that morning and we got everything tracked and it was done. And then I had some vocalists coming in later that day and I had this like three hour window and I was like, I was there, but I had nothing to do. And I, um, I had a friend of mine, Donna Michael, had recorded a project where she described just meditating, and just hitting record and making an album on the piano. And I thought, well, maybe I'll do that. So I asked the engineer to set up the nine foot Baldwin Grand. And and I just I just went into a little room and got still and quiet and and I played. And I was you know, just very present to what what was wanting to come through in the moment. It was uh it was very connected and I will tell you it's, it's probably my second or third best-selling album it's called grace all instrumental just me sitting at a piano being mindful and letting that music come through um, I know for myself that when I'm on a plane I like to put on my noise cancelling headphones and I like to um, read but I, sometimes I'm so easily distracted with most music I, I my mind goes to whatever is happening with music. But this album, Grace, I'll listen to my own album because it puts me in this, this space of just, just being. And then uh, other friends have reported the same thing that it just, there's something about that experience of mindfulness that translated into what my hands were doing on the keyboard and what was recorded in the, in the, the booth. Um, So I, I don't know. Does that answer the question?
1: No, it's a beautiful, beautiful answer. And I I that, that the practice of being fully present in the moment, and mm-hmm. you know, we know we have listeners in a, in a variety of professions and a variety of creative fields, whatever, you know, to be your heart gift. When you can give it, you know, you just so eloquently shared about music, but you know for others it may be you know i'm a, I'm a barista i'm right you know the the our gifts come to us in in different ways i'm I'm a chef i you know maybe you're a construction worker. I always like to bring in that what while this show we're focusing on a on a creative endeavor as Americans think of music as a creative endeavor, no matter what we're doing, it is the creative endeavor, and when you put yourself fully in the heart presence of giving that gift it just flows like grace.
2: Yeah, and I would say too that um you know I, I improvised improvise music my whole life. I mean, once I, I I did study, I was never a prodigy. I um I took piano lessons, but then at one point, a couple of years into piano lessons, something clicked and I began to sort of intuitively work with music and improv- improvisation came easily, playing by ear came easily and that process of recording that album Grace was imp- it was improvised. There was None, none of those, um, I think there are 10 or 12 pieces that are ended up being um, on the album, none of them were created before the moment. There was just something about being that present and, and listening both to what, was, what I was hearing in the music and where that was leading me to the next phrase or the next musical idea, but also listening to my emotional response or even my emotional um, uh, I don't know, the, the impulse, what is it? The cause of there's something in my heart. There's a tenderness, there's a, a longing that I began to to play with and how, well, how would I, and I wasn't even thinking about it. It was just happening in the moment, just feeling something and then allowing my fingers to create something that felt that way. It, it was a tremendous experience of, of being so in the moment. And, and I have this finished product of, of the beauty that that created for me. It was something else.
1: It, it's, it, it's almost beyond describable. I know um, we're going to be launching on October 1st, the book that goes with the everyday mindfulness show, it's called everyday mindfulness from chaos to calm in a crazy world. And it right. was that same process for me. It's an inspirational quote. And then I put my hands on the, the, the typing keyboard and said how, how do I help people utilize this quote for every single day of, of the year and uh, it, it's a gift to, to just be in that flow spot and then you go wow what did I what did I was this good what did I just write here <laughs> Right. Um, so, music is—you know—it's the story of our lives. It's the—it's the ability to release stress and celebrate life and grace. And the gift of getting to do the work that we do is connecting to the audiences. Is there a story of a person out there that you remember coming up to you and telling you how their music inspired you? Um, that might inspire others to to pick up a song or or try mindfulness.
2: Yeah. Um, thank you. There are there are a few actually that come to mind. Um, there's a song that I wrote many years ago um, on a Sunday morning. I was, I was up early and I had just begun um, that job. The, the, the church that hired me out of the bar. I'd, just be- I'd become their music director not too long after that. And I uh, was kind of looking for new music songs that we could sing together. And I didn't really get the philosophy that much. But the minister at the time said, well, you know, it's really just all about love. And so I wrote, wrote this little simple, sweet song called There Is Only Love, and then my friend Karen Drucker um, recorded it, wrote another verse, and she's much more famous than I am, so the music, has her recording of it is much better known. Uh, but that song has uh, been translated into several languages, and um, it has been accompanying uh, births and deaths, and there was a particular um, friend, uh, or a woman I knew, who shared with me that um that she and her children joined hands over her mother as she as she died and sang this song there's only love and that's the one that just st- stays with me so profoundly there's a, what an affirmation and a and a beautiful you know expression of love and mindfulness to be that present at, at a moment of loss um, and the fact that my song ha- was there, and I, that that I, I I didn't have to be present myself, that there was something that that really moves me a lot. Uh, another one that comes to mind: I was singing somebody else's song. Um, it's called "Move in the Direction of Your Dreams" by Derek Rydall. I, I think I'm the only person that's recorded it. That so it's um, people assume it's my song, but it's not. But I it's just a song about, you know, being brave and, you know, going forward into, even if you don't know how it's all going to be, just it's come, it's inspired by, I think, by the, uh, the Roe quote, that you know, you feel advance confidently in the direction of one's dreams. And, and I sang the song and I think it was there at mile high, um, spiritual Time center there in, in Denver. And a couple of years later, I came back and a woman told me that that was the moment that she She had been wanting to leave a bad relationship, a bad marriage for many years, and she, her fear kept her locked in, kept her locked in, and then it was during that song that she made the decision that there was a, and now she's this gorgeous new partner, she's so happy, and so it was, that was a pretty big one too, that one
1: it's It's such a such a gift to to live this life and pause and be able to remember the stories and I love that you know some of those stories that you share are we assume it's the big stages and the big audiences, and yet it is those one on one connections the stories of of the births and the deaths and the life experiences and you you talked about you know we can't we can go back and change the things that we've we've done, but we can make a new start every day and mindfulness, listening to somebody's music or reading a book or having an experience or a conversation with somebody every single day can inspire. We never know the seeds that will be planted. I mean, you and I are almost a perfect example of that. We, we've been in a lot of the same rooms at the same time and yet- right we had a moment on the Centers for Spiritual Living cruise uh, that day we were all taking off um, on that first day of the cruise that we had got to have a little bit of a short, short connection. So um, you know, today in your mindfulness practice, remember that while you and I choose to practice on a meditation pillow, it's often the practice in everyday living that gives Thank us you. the opportunity to inspire and be inspired. And it doesn't take somebody writing a big sermon or a big book or a big song to do that.
2: That's right.
1: So what's next for Michael Gott?
2: Life can be
0: stressful even under normal circumstances.
2: Well, um, as you mentioned, I am I am the spiritual leader for this uh, large church here in Houston, Texas. Which nobody is more surprised than I am that this is where I've ended up at this point in my life. Um, so I keep sort of joking when you know I haven't released an album in seven years, and uh, and people are like, "What's going on?" I say, "Well, this this ministry thing is getting in the way of my my, my music." <laughs> I've been um, I've been stretched i have been grown i i this has this work has and it's really fulfilling uh so this has sort of been my i i i became the senior minister here a year ago and it was um my first day as the senior minister was nine days after hurricane harvey hey there the holidays are here so it's good to know fred meyer can save you some time with free pickup on all your fresh favorites Whether your traditions call for a hearty helping of juicy ham, ample apple pie, or Aunt Sue's legendary twice-stuffed stuffing, Fred Meyer has got you covered. So order for free pickup at fredmeyer.com
0: or the app, and get more time to get your holiday on when you grab your groceries curbside.
2: Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. And we had over 100 individuals and families in our spiritual. Really all consuming to um, awe inspiring and, and exhausting a lot of things, but mostly just inspiring that I get out of the community and remind them of, um, to have those one on one connections to just let people know how beautiful life is, even in the struggle so next for me is um getting back in the studio i'm anxious to getting talking about the hers but i have, this the spiritual leadership thing is coming in a little bit more naturally now and i'm ready to carve out some time and get back in the studio and cut a new album
1: well, there you go. You, you you have it on on audio the, 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 the commitment. And isn't it, isn't it fun when we speak out loud? I'm going to do do this. That it 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 will show up in in the divine, divine right timing. And and what a gift to be the right person in the right seat right after a hurricane like that to re inspire hope for for so many. How is your um, Houston community doing in? in response now a year after the hurricane
2: yeah we're doing well um none of the people who were affected are whole i would say in that sense that they're most of them are back in their homes some are not Some are. it's you know still not not living in their homes but even the ones that are they're they're still working on um, on getting back to where they were before Uh, and that's just you know the physical aspect of it the the emotional toll has, has also, it's, it's a journey of, of healing. And we had a, on the day, the anniversary of the, the, when the rains began to fall just a few couple of weeks ago, we, we held a, a ceremony of gratitude and connection um, for those people. And it was just profoundly beautiful. There's still a lot of sadness. Um, people talked about not the, the monetary loss, but the loss of family photographs and heirlooms and, so there is a lot of grief involved, but what, you know, those of us who are practicing mindfulness knows that sometimes what we are mindful to is loss and grief is, is an aspect of love that is just part of life. Um, I would say that it's beginning to turn. There is more of a sense of joy and even energy for new creation. Our community is, uh, I, I'm my, I just finished my first year here as senior minister and, I followed someone who was here for 34 years, Reverend Howard Caesar, and I feel like this church has now made a turn. We're ready to, we've grieved the, the chapter that was and ready to launch into a, a, new, a new era. And so, um, yeah, we're doing well.
1: Well, it is with so much gratitude that uh, we're so excited to have you on the show to share your experience of mindfulness and music. And we want to know, how can we help you is, and how can we get more of you? How can we connect to the work that you're doing?
2: Oh, well, thank you. There's um, my website, Michael Gott. It's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-G-O-T-T dot com. You can... Um, order all my music there. Everything is also available in the normal places you would stream or uh, purchase music for download, iTunes, Amazon, um, Spotify, all of those things. Um, as far as music, you can see some of the other things I'm doing. You can go to Unity Houston, one word, unityhouston.org, and see the, the work that we're doing in this community and see a lot of my, my talks and things like that. And uh, that's, that's, it. that's it. Those are the places to go.
1: Wonderful. Well, Michael, thank you so much for taking a little time out of your day to uh, to share your story and inspire all of us to continue on our path of love. You are amazing. Thanks for sharing amazing things with us. And we look forward to having you on the show again.
2: Thank you, Holly.
0: Thank you for joining us for today's show. For more mindfulness every day, visit everydaymindfulnessshow.com and download the three-day challenge and experience the ABCs of mindfulness.